Hi guys, welcome to our first bonus episode for the Japan Archives. Now, these are going to be shorter episodes, we think. For today, myself and Heather are going to both be in the episode, but going forward, these are likely to be solo episodes. Now, for myself, I will be using these bonus episodes to expand on earlier topics that we have talked about. As I've continued to do research to add more information to the Japanese history database, I've inevitably come across more information which links back to previous episodes. And so I want to use these bonus episodes to build on what we have already told you about Bonus episodes also give us a chance to expand on topics or talk about subjects that wouldn't normally fit in our regular episodes. Well, I guess even though this is a bonus episode where it would normally be solo, as I'm telling the story I've told today, Heather, feel free to ask questions if you want. So it's kind of a bit like a weird normal episode slash bonus episode. The premiere episode, I think, doing that as, as together, like we're introducing the bonus. It's like, hey, we're doing a bonus and we might not be together. We might be together, might be someone else possible for that too. So for an intro bonus episode, both of us together introing the bonus episode seems fitting somehow. Yeah, I think so. So, so as usual, as I'm as I'm telling the story, just feel free to jump in with questions. What I uncovered from doing some more research for the website was I found a folk story um, from a journal from 1878. It relates back to episode 17 um, that we did on human sacrifice. So it's another folk tale on human sacrifice. Um, as it's quite old, I think. I'll just read the story as it is in the journal for you. So here we go. Now, the story itself is called Shippei Taro. I don't know if that's a title you've heard before. Nope, I've not heard that okay. one. Okay. So, Shippei Taro, the dog that rescued the maiden from sacrifice. In the good old days, when young gentlemen were proud of the knowledge of fencing, and not like those of this degenerate age, effeminate rakes who spend their time dallying with dancing and singing girls. It was the custom of young cavaliers to travel about and meet renowned swordsmen in order to practice manly accomplishments, become experts, used to hardship, and gain health and vigor. One of these students who was roaming about the northern provinces, one night lost his way on the hills, and becoming weary and footsore before he could find habitation, he joyfully spied a little wayside shrine um, close to where he was, which he found was only just large enough to permit only himself to sleep inside. In the middle of the night, he was roused by a great noise by a gathering of cats, which he could see by the faint light of the rising new moon. Now these cats, they're said to have been gambling and evidently enjoying themselves. He found Fancied he could hear voices repeatedly saying, Don't tell Shippetaro, don't let him know. And then the cats would dance about with great glee. Being tired and a little afraid, he did not dare move to disturb the frolicking cats that he saw. And in the morning, feeling very hungry, he was anxious to find the nearest house. And so he followed the path he met, which showing signs of recent footsteps gave him a little bit of hope. But before he had gone far, he heard the cries of many women, their voices sounding as if they were in great distress. And so hurrying on, he came to a young girl crying bitterly and seated on a bundle of firewood, which she had evidently been sent to gather herself. He asked her what was wrong and she told him that every year it was a custom to offer a sacrifice of a young maiden to the mountain god and that this year it had fallen on her to be the sacrifice and that in two days time she would be the victim offered to this god further inquiry by the man convinced him that this had something to do with what he had witnessed the nights before when he saw the cats in the forest he accompanied her to the village and giving her the best encouragement that he could to cheer her up he hurried on and after satisfying his cravings with a very hasty meal he began to make inquiries about Shippotaro that he'd heard the cats talk about. The villagers told him 
that it was the name of a fine hunting dog belonging to a prince in the local area, who had left it in the care of an agent while his master was away at court. So the boy trudged on telling the agent his story and fears, and asked if he could borrow the dog. The man who was caring for the dog luckily was a learned man, and had been one of the most active members of the disciples of the tenants of Haji no Sukune, the man who historically was known to have substituted clay figurines for live sacrifices. Now the day of the sacrifice came, and it was a custom to put the victim inside of the cage, and so the boy took the dog to the vicinity of the shrine, and secretly communicating with the girl and her mother, he told them that he intended to rescue her, and when the opportunity presented itself, he switched the girl inside the box with the dog, Shibutaro. The following night the cats again returned, and this time an enormous cat came with them, who seemed to be the leader of the group, and possibly the god that the sacrifices were made to. The boy could hear the voices, and to his astonishment he heard the cats talking about how they looked forward to the anticipated feast, for it seemed that they would devour the poor girl alive. So what the boy did, he let loose the dog Shippotaro, who at first seized the giant tomcat out of the group, and made short work of him as well as many of the other cats. So as it turned out, the cats were actually the ghouls in the form of cat and so the boy taking up his enchanted sword carried out just as good work at killing all the cats as the dog did himself. Now the story ends with the boy claiming the girl as his wife and basically by the end of it they all lived happily ever after and the area finally abolished the hideous custom of human sacrifice. So there you go what do you think? Myself when I read this it had a lot of similarities to the hunter tale we had with a few subtle differences. I was gonna say, yeah, it sounded really familiar. Although I, when you said put the dog in the box, I was like, oh, the, ooh, I was a little bit, a little bit worried. But I'm glad the dog was okay and not. Yeah, it was. It's really has a, a lot of similarities. So I'm wondering how many, how many other stories. There must be more stories similar to this. It feels like if we run into two. I mean, there probably is. So there's this one, which is very similar to the previous one. But I guess when people write folk tales, they take very similar ideas and just change them slightly to suit their needs. So there are probably more. Well, I like that story. Thank you for finding it. I'm glad you saw that journal. Yeah, thank you. So first bonus episode for you. What do you have for it? I have a tongue twister. This is a, a really popular one. It's an older one. And I will attempt to read the tongue twister. Tongue twisters are kind of difficult for me, especially in another language. So I will read it and I will see if you can pick out any words that you know, and then I'll tell you what it means. Namamugi, namagome, namatamago. Namamugi, namagome, namatamago. All I'm here. Well, each one starts with nama, which I'm thinking is like fresh. Raw. Okay. And the only one I heard was the last line where you said tamago, so raw egg. But I'm not sure what the others were. They were raw something. Namamugi. Mugi is wheat, um, or it could be a non specific grain. So raw wheat, namagome. This is um, kome, but it has a sound change. Kome, shiteru. Like rice. So it's basically raw wheat, raw rice, raw egg. Namamugi, namakome. Namamugi namagome namatamago. Namamugi namagome namatago. Namamugi namagome namatamago. I've seen people do this when they're they're like drunk. It's just it's great. And I, I mean I had to practice this, and I still feel like I'm mangling up pretty bad because tongue twisters are tongue twisters for a reason. <laughs> so there you go. Well, there we have it. There you go, guys. That's our first bonus episode. Like we said, it's gonna be 
They're going to be shorter than usual. We'll be expanding on older topic, giving you a quick insight into something new, which was too short to put in a regular episode. We're not planning a proper schedule for these, I don't think. It's more of a as and when we find them. Yeah, so it won't be a regularly occurring thing. It could be something that doesn't occur for weeks and then, oh, maybe we have two in one week. It's possible, but we'll try to keep them on the short side and not too, too frequently so because we want to keep everything in our main episodes as much as possible. All right, cool. Well, anyway, guys, thanks again for tuning in and we'll speak to you again on Friday. Matane. Matane.